Welcome to First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We are a spiritual community dedicated to the deep search for truth and meaning, and we welcome persons of all religions, ethnic and racial origins, sexual orientations, abilities, magic, and other circumstances. We extend a special welcome to our visitors this morning. We're glad you're here. We invite you to enjoy stimulating coffee, conversation, and fellowship after the service in Alton Hall. In the light of truth and the warmth of love, we gather to seek, to find, and to share. Let us be at peace with our bodies and our minds. Let us return to ourselves and become holy to ourselves. Let us be aware of the source of being common to us all and to all living things. Evoking the presence of the great compassion, let us fill our hearts with our own compassion toward ourselves and towards all living things. Let us pray that we ourselves cease to be the cause of suffering to each other. With humility, with awareness of the existence of life and of the sufferings that are going on around us, let us practice the establishment of peace in our hearts and on earth. It's time to affirm our mission statement, which you'll find printed in the order of service, as well as up on the wall, so that when people ask you, what do you do there? You can say, we gather in community to nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice. This morning's reading is The Identity of I by Abhiraj Razal Prakshah. Identity is not what I promise others. Identity is what I do when I am alone. Identity is what I think of others, knowing all the hatred they've shown. Identity is what every around me reminds me, every wound reminds me. Identity is what I learn and what I pass by. Identity is what I see in the mirror after giving my best try. Identity is what I make out of my given chance. Identity is what I accept and what I deny. No one else has control over me. Life is about me and what I I chose this subject today when we're looking over and getting the chance to speak with this congregation for many reasons. As an introduction, some of you don't know me personally that well. The subject of identity certainly provides an opportunity to share a little about myself. And because it involves labels, as Unitarian Universalists, we often struggle with labels. We fight them. We redefine them. So it's good for us to talk about it. So with your order of service, you should receive a seat. Now hopefully you didn't fill yours out with pillow text at some lorem. But I encourage you to take time with it. Now, if you're like me, you got about four or five in when I went to go fill this out. And then I stopped. Because there was a word that I wanted to put down, but I couldn't. 
the word I wasn't quite ready to face yet, maybe. Or I didn't like what was still haunting me. That I thought I'd put away. That I thought was in the past. And so this question who we are, and what words we associate with ourselves, it's difficult for us to live our mission if we don't know who we are. Think of the great religious leaders. They have very strong I am statements. Jesus of Nazareth, in the Christian tradition, I am the great I am. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the good shepherd. John Lennon, I am the walrus. <laughs> of course, the Buddha, who's one of my favorites. At one point, the story goes that the Buddha was surrounded by various different people and who were trying to follow the Buddha. They were asking him, one asked, are you a god? No. Are you a saint? The Buddha answers, no. Are you a prophet? The Buddha answers, no. Well, what are you? Awake. The Buddha answers, awake. So may we be awake morning, alive and in touch, awake now, my sense. Of course, much of our items come from Harry Potter today and the wizarding world of the books. And identity sometimes is thrust upon us. And in the book series, of course, Harry has this amazing change of identity just literally smashing down his door. You're a wizard, Harry. And it changes so much about what he believes is possible. What he believes he's capable of. Because for so long, he's been the boy in the cupboard under the stairs. And that's all he's been. And all he's ever really known. So that one change puts in sequence an amazing change in the rest of his life. Now, some of us in the muggle mortal world don't quite get such amazing changes. It's a little different. Maybe ours is as a parent. When we first see the joy as a child, our child. This wasn't me, but very close. <laughs> I'm more of a technology wizard than a mystical wizard that my family is kind of that triangle of wonderful technology. My father is involved and so is my brother and we all get together. We do these amazing things together, these wonderful dad projects and I encourage all of you to get involved with more than one of your family. There's a great book titled Geek Dad and it's filled with wonderful projects for you to get involved with with your children. And so this became part of my identity, which really did help. And as the world began to accept and love us all, as the geeks began to inherit the earth, it was a wonderful thing. <laughs> but not always. Words drive our perception of possibility and responsibility change what we believe 
we're capable of and what we owe the world. For me, I want to share my love of technology with people that know it's not always going to be Voldemort out to destroy you, although some days it may seem like it, that we can learn to get along. Of course, how you say it matters. Hermione, of course, one of her famous lines is about Leviosa. Leviosa. A little bit of difference. But when you're describing yourself and you're looking at your list of words, do you ever use I'm just? Parent? Just technician? Just. What does that do to us? How we say it, how we use these words about ourselves makes a huge difference as to how we move forward. Or even better, an only. An only. And so it can make a huge difference. Again, I'm involved in IT. And if I say I'm just a geek, well, slight problem with that. A little likely to become, shall we say, it's tree rings. Every year in IT, you add another tree ring. And so you can tell someone has been in IT quite a while. And so it became a bit of a struggle. And I tried very hard to add athlete to my list of words. I really wanted to add athlete. But kind of like jocks and geeks not exactly getting along, the words wouldn't get along in my head either. I absolutely could not because, of course, this kind of image was associated with it, too. That I had to be at this level. I had to get to that point. That I couldn't find a way to make it match. So I changed the way I said it to active. Active I can do. Those of you who know me, I'm a little on the hyperactive scale. So certainly part of that active I can do. And so it's really made a difference. I started off this year 30 pounds heavier than where I am now, in no small part, because of this. Because active is something I can do. Active drives me to get up in the morning and do something. To go ahead and yeah, get to bed at 11 o'clock instead of midnight or 1 or later. <laughs> and so it really helps to push and drive the behaviors that I want just by changing the words I'm using about myself. Ways identify. And of course, how do you say the word? Well, all those sounds in that. And then of course our infamous phrase the Mary Body series, mud blood. Literally means dirty blood. This is one of those words that Hermione specifically is always trying to run away from. Trying to control a reaction to. Now I know some of our guests here today have a word that's not off. And it's one of those items that frequently you try to see despite the hatred from yourself. And sometimes we think we've gotten past it. I think we've moved on. I think we're beyond it. And then somebody throws that one us and feels that subtle reaction. They feel it all over. Just that emotional replay, that cycle. And for those of you who may be familiar with it, uh, hyperactivity has gone through the same 
This thing was an issue. This not this wasn't me as a child, but we got our own happy life of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, disease, broken, wrong, not fitting in, something to be medicated and fixed. Now, my situation came in as a young child before everybody called it ADHD. I had a nurse who wanted me removed from class until I was medicated. Until my parents would agree to put me and get me under control. Thankfully, my mother had been through this before. My mom thankfully passed this on. Part of who I am. And she knew uh, that there were ways to manage this. Ways to deal with it. And so she refused. Well, flat out, refused. And so I'm eternally grateful for her willingness to stand up. For her willingness to stand up. To refuse the label that they wanted to put on me. And carrying that along to adulthood, this is from a questionnaire that we were filling out. Did you have trouble paying attention long enough to read this entire questionnaire? It's from a book called Driven to Distraction. If you ever get a chance, I encourage you to check it out. If you know anybody in your life who works with this. I swore to my wife this question was not there. <laughs> she literally had to take this picture and show it to me in order for me to finally admit, perhaps, it was there. That if you get a chance, uh, Tom Hartman's work, you may be familiar with his political work as a liberal political activist. But he also does work in attention deficit and hyperactivity disorder. He talks about nice, neat little roads. How our schools are built in nice, neat little roads. Not like farmers make nice, neat little roads. Which is great. If your mindset is that of a farmer, nice, neat roads work for you. I look out on the pews that are all arranged in nice, neat rows. But for some of us, that's not exactly the way we're wired. We're wired more along the lines of a hunter would be. I mean, our hunter-gatherer comparison. Much more along the lines that when there's a rustle, on the side in the grass. You want someone reacting to it. As a hunter, yes. In a classroom, perhaps not. So for some of us, that's where we find joy, though. That's where we find ourselves. That's where we want to be. Because we find ourselves when we're in that hunt for facts, and as an IT person, yes, the favorite thing I love more is a problem that I can go sink my teeth into and lunge for. It gives me such great joy to be able to pursue because that fact, that solution, that truth is out there and then we're going to find it one way or the other. Right? So that hunter image is a powerful one. It's an empowering one. It's an identity that says, yes, I am who I am. And I'm living in a world that perhaps wasn't built for me. That I'm not broken. I'm in a system that was not designed for what I do best. 
square peg in a round hole. And so I can work around that. There are ways, there are options, there are choices, there are differences we can make in what career I choose and how I surround myself. Unfortunately for me, Tom Hartman's book came out in 2002, about the same year I graduated college. <laughs> Whoops. But for those of the youth that are here, I highly encourage you to be aware to help people find the metaphors and inspirations that work for them. It helps drive you to be a better person. One that fulfills what you're capable of. You see joy bashing your head against the wall. Makes so much of a difference to think of yourself Those little changes that make all that difference in the world. So I encourage all of you to look inside. Because when my wife and I were both starting to fill out that list of ten words, it was a lot tougher than we thought. Originally we thought, oh great, no problem. Had to fill out no, no big deal. And then we got further into it. It got harder. Because I know as you use, we really don't like labels. I'm fully aware uh, of how much we struggle with them. We've we got people here that have probably been here for years and still won't call themselves Unitarian Universalists. But it's one of the things that we need to understand. We need to be able to be at peace with, take time for, take quiet moments, really reflect. On who we are. Because if we're going to be able to help others reach our full potential, that's the job. We need to know the solid foundation of who we are. Of course, as a reminder, changing words. I am. How do you think? Maybe you're a wizard. A technology wizard. I've got my wand. How about you? Maybe you just need a little more swish and flick in your work. A little more on the other side. Or maybe you need to look at what you have in words. If there are items that you may be not ready to write out, there's listening ministries here at the church that are willing to listen that if you need help doing feel free to contact them. In the Harry Potter series, of course, they have the philosophy is known for alchemy, among other things. Maybe you can pick up some of your words in that red hole. 
This is a presentation of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, visit our website at www.austinuu.org.